1: Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host Shelby Shear here with
0: Jason Shear.
1: And by the demand of the people, we have been hounded this evening asking us to record a podcast. We were on the fence about it. Uh, We weren't quite sure. We usually like to have, you know, fully formed facts before we start talking about something, but... We'll just look at this as part two of the Arizona football coaching, uh, you can say, debacle. You could also say opportunity. As a new coach is um, imminent, we have reason to believe. So, um, without further ado, Jason. Well, let's start.
0: Let's start. Where, do we know? Before the coaching. let us I'm just going to get the rant out of the way. Oh,
1: there is a really good rant. Um,
0: so, there's a video making. It's rounds, the internet twitter the message boards from george reister and this is not against him at all um this has nothing to do with george whatever i was offered these a very similar video slash article except i pushed back a little bit on the source of it and uh, i was then told that of course the conversation was off record when i couldn't get certain answers um so magically, the story that I was told not to run with uh, is now being run with because my Someone guess else. is there was no pushback. And again, I'm I don't I'm not going at George at all. Good dude, all that. He can do what he wants. I don't care. Um, I think it is very funny that, I'll just be blunt, Jed's agent, Doug Hendrickson, because he retweeted the video so I could say it, uh, no matter how hard they work, um. no matter how hard they work, they're not going to change Tucson's opinion.
1: Oh, no. And it's bothering him real bad.
0: It is not changing. You could put out whatever videos, talk to whatever sources you want. It's not going to work. And shout out to the people on the message board that have decided tonight to turn the page on Jetfish to the new era. Arizona fans... You want to say it's a business. I have people calling me. I've had people doing PR work for Jed Fish calling me over the last 48 hours. Shelby knows. And I love a lot of these people that have called me. Um, but it's like, dude, like, I'm not going to bat for Jed here.
1: Yeah, I, we're not spinning things for Jed. I'm
0: not. That's not. And and I know some of you are laughing because I look when there's a coach at Arizona, I support them 100 percent. One, because I like my job. And two, uh, I'm an Arizona guy. Like, I'll, if, um, you know, I, I, it is, it is usually, I'll be blunt, and, and I'll be honest with my, the way I approach my job, it takes a lot for me to go at a coach while I'm in my current position, and a coach is in their current position. One of the first times I did it is I wrote an article that said, Marcel Yates should be fired. Oh, I remember that. And I walked into the freaking... Lol you remember this? I walked into Lowell Stevens mm-hmm. and Marcel Yates was being interviewed, and I love Marcel Yates. We talked, we were like buddies, and he goes, "Hey, I understand, no hard feelings." He goes, "I'm not, we're not doing a good job right now." I get it. I go, "Marcel, like I love you, you're awesome. This is nothing." And he goes, "Yeah, I get it, we're good." Now, when Kevin Sumlin did his thing, I, I, he should have been fired, and I spoke pretty poorly about him at the end. I liked Jed when he was here. Uh, My opinion, as I said on the other podcast, changed about Jed over the last few weeks with the way he handled a few things specifically with me and him on a private discussion level. Um, Before that, I didn't really have a problem with Jed. He once promised me a haircut for for winning. Yeah, a you're right. He,
1: you never got it. And
0: I never got it, but whatever. Um
1: That's okay. Sean still owes you steak and it never happened.
0: Yeah, all coaches that have ever coached in Arizona owe me something. Someone owes me a drink. Sean Miller owes me a <laughs> steak, whatever. Um But like the spin, the spin, and, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, it does, it's not gonna work, man. It's not gonna work. It's just not like it's it's not This town, Michael Luke made a good point when calling me. He goes, this town makes our job very easy. Because it is as passionate of a fan base as basketball and football as you're going to find. And last night, before I went to bed, I tweeted, I'm proud of everyone. And the reason is because Arizona fans, whether it's in anger or joy, they rally. They absolutely... Ride
1: or die.
0: They are ride or die. They rally. Um, And so... Yeah, I, it is I mean, what it is. It what, is what it is. I'm just, and all spin stuff. I think all publishers on 24 seven spin stuff. That's we, of course, we have to. We have relationships, right? Um. Now, you know, but it's like I'm not doing that after the fact. Like I'm not gonna bury Jet. That that was never my goal. I I disagree with him. If he came to Tucson and shook my hand and asked me how I was doing, I would I would say fine, and we could have a conversation, and I would be very vocal. I. And very good friends with one of the coaches on the staff. Uh, We had a very, he knows what I said about Jet. And you can ask, Shelby's right here. She saw it. We had a very nice exchange. And we said, let's keep in touch and, and, you know.
1: Wish you luck.
0: I messaged Scotty Graham. I said, you son of a bitch. I can't believe you're leaving me. I love Scotty Graham. He left to Washington. I'll never blame him for that. Um, But it's just, it's the way things played out on a head level.
1: We've talked about this obviously of like incessantly the last twenty four hours. And going along with the theme of passion, um Shelby
0: divorced me at one point this
1: <laughs> I morning. It was raging. No, I didn't. Um here's the thing. It it's I, I've had a lot of Washington fans, I've had a lot of uh, Oregon State fans, fuck you, um, come at me, um, in multiple ways today in particular, saying, you know, I'm a crybaby Ooh. and Oregon State fans, yeah, Washington fans. I think it's funny. It's fine. I'm. I have a thick skin, but um, you know, I'm a crybaby, and you know, this is a business, and you Hicks in Tucson, you know, that kind of stuff, and I and, and all that's fine. I get it, but what the rest of the world does not get is that Tucson, in particular, and University of Arizona, uh, Wildcat fans, in also particular, it's like a it's like a culture. Uh, of, a, of of a passion that we have. and it doesn't make sense. it's irrational. and it's like this um, kind of like this code of loyalty and family. And I, I was like raging in the car today. I was like, the reason I'm upset is because Jed Fish broke the familia code. And what I mean by that is all of us would have been happy for him if he had done this better. If his actions had matched his words, if you know he actually gave a shit when he was in that co- that that meeting with the players, he owed them more than three minutes.
0: Fake give a shit. I don't. Yeah, care. like fake <laughs> give a like... shit. Like be
1: like Kalen DeBoer and be in your meeting with your players crying. But the thing is, is like I don't think that Jed has empathy. I don't think that he actually felt that deeply about all of this stuff. He used our loyalty and sense of family and our like cultural value against us like that was a tool for him and it was convenient and it was cool and we all bought into it and you know cool he literally went to washington today and he pretty much said all the same things of course. that he said here's
0: gonna be tomorrow
1: and that's you know that's Tuesday. that's cool whatever. whatever but like i don't yeah sure if somebody offered me a whole bunch more money i probably would take it somebody even accused me of saying if your husband was paid three times more, he would go cover ASU. They don't know me very well. And man. they clearly <laughs> don't know Jason very well. And they don't know me very well. Because if he went and did that, we wouldn't be married. Yeah. That is how much I will never support ASU.
0: No, other schools, yeah, sure, whatever. But, but the anyway, point the ahead.
1: point is is the reason we feel betrayed, I think collectively, when you're trying to put ephemeral feelings into words, is the betrayal
0: Ooh, ephemeral
1: is Wow. Very fresh because we bought into the story because like that is who we are as fans like that and I mean like there are passionate fan bases all over the country I'm not saying here but like we're kind of from a sleepy a uh, little bit more laid back town like Tucson is the biggest little town ever I was born and raised here I run into people all the time you know who like someone went to work with my dad at Honeywell or. I was in Tucson girls course with, or you know, like there's very tight connections like the Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation thing. And, you know, we are a a very racially diverse community, you know, and then we have all these Polynesian players on our team. They really deeply um, live the familia kind of like mentality. Like that's all their culture, Hispanic culture blended into, you know, just all the rest of us. I mean, I'm a snoring girl. I'm a Tucson girl. Um, We believe in that. And I think the Jed broke it. And, And we're... More so than if another coach had left in a different way. There is a way to do it. And honestly, obviously, I talked about it last night briefly. Like, just like that what if will always haunt everybody. Like, what if we'd had that one more year with him? Like, I would have been wished him well if he wanted to go run off to his job of his dreams to Florida next year. But it didn't happen that way. The world is not ideal. We're going to have to swallow it. But I will say Arizona fans have long memories. Like, we all hate ESPN. We all remember what happened with Sean. Um, We all really don't like Greg Hansen because Ludolson hated Greg Hansen. Like these things run deep. They're like deep blood feuds that will never go away. So, you know, if I ever see Jed Fish or Amber, especially because we do love to go to Seattle, and I hope that anybody who's an Arizona fan that lives in Seattle, when they see them, tell them to bear down and make them feel like shit right there on the spot. Because I certainly would do it if I ever saw Judd Fish or Amber Fish out in the public.
0: Well, that's because you're an animal, Shelby.
1: That's because I'm an animal. Um, but I, I bear you. down, ride or die. <laughs>
0: anyway. Anyway, that's my
1: rant. We're moving on because there is, obviously we're moving forward, changing of the guard situation about ready to happen. And we have unconfirmed, like none of this is 100% well, confirmed, but we know. It's It's confirmed. It's confirmed.
0: Um, so let's just, again, like, this is As It Stands. We're recording this Monday, January. 5th, Martin
1: at, Luther King Day.
0: Mar- at 1047, so there's a good chance when you listen to this, there, uh, there have already been some new developments.
1: Contracts could be signed or, you know.
0: Um, now, As It Stands, now, as <laughs> it stands now, now, now. Um, the job has been verbally offered to San Jose State coach Brent Brennan. A contract will be presented in the morning, barring a Robert Robin Robin sneak attack, which is always a damn possibility. Uh, yeah, like I, I, like literally when I say that Robbins could wake up and decide to hire the Pima head football coach. I, it, you know, nothing would surprise Not me. Not that that is no, but I'm just saying that's why I say it right. A a contract is expected to be offered. It is expected to be signed. I would expect Dave Heakey to go pick up Brent Brennan tomorrow with an announcement around five o'clock. That is the goal from what I understand. Of course, things are fluid. You never know, but, um, Brent Brennan is 100% the main target of this search. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the Brent Brennan hire itself until it's official. Because that feels like a waste of time. Yeah. So we'll kind of go through the process a little bit of how we got here. Um, This is arguably the quickest non-promotion coaching search of all time.
1: He keeps moving fast.
0: Uh, Interviews took place Sunday night. Uh, Brennan, Justin Wilcox, Brennan Carroll, Johnny Danson have all been interviewed. Brennan Carroll flew to Seattle told people he didn't expect to get the Arizona job, but would not sign his contract as a Washington assistant until he knew officially. Uh, He was never under heavy consideration after the interview. I don't want to speculate that he bombed the interview or said the wrong thing or whatever. I do find it very interesting that the internal player support has never been for Brennan Carroll. It has been for Johnny Nansen. Um, Justin Wilcox, after he interviewed or reached out, whatever you want to call it, was never really, that never really gained any traction. I know agents of multiple coaches that have reached out to Dave Heakey, Ohio State defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, Alabama offensive coordinator, our former offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese is another one. Um, I don't believe they, uh, they interviewed. I know they reached out. Um, I don't know what that looked like or whatever. I would assume they'd interview. You can't interview six guys and that's a lot. But uh, around I don't know earlier this afternoon, Monday afternoon, it started to take shape where it was all Johnny, Brent, and it literally it came down to who called me at that time. Um, I knew it was down to those two guys, or at least it felt that way. Couldn't confirm it, but Shelby was with me. I. My phone is just stupid. Yeah, it's been
1: kind of a whirlwind. I'm glad I was off today because just basic necessities like, hey, Jason, uh, we should eat. Um, And then the minute we get up to leave, his phone explodes.
0: I want to tell you what my life is like. As you guys remember, I went to the car the other day to go to Starbucks when Jed took the Washington job. Uh, I I, I told Shelby that I was probably going to write something up for tomorrow I just had to run to Target real quick and pick up something for Brielle. Oh, it was for Brie. Yeah. I go to Target and 10 minutes in, I get a text from a source and it says, yo man, it's, it's Brent Brennan. And I was like, you gotta be, come on, what are you doing here? Like, I can't even leave. It's, it's remarkable. So the curse of Jason or the gift of Jason continues. It was down to, uh, Brennan and Nansen. There was a push from the players for Nansen there was a push from the boosters and the alumni for Brennan. Brennan has already interviewed for the Arizona job, if you remember. He was the runner-up.
1: Like three years ago.
0: To, to Fish. He Four was years the runner-up. And the interview, again, went very well. And I think part of the feeling is, yes, Jed was successful, but this guy wants Arizona. And again, I don't want to jump into it. We'll compare uh, because God knows anything could happen. But I will say this, and this is the one thing that I'll I'll analyze about Brent Brennan, and I told this to Shelby. If your goal is longevity as a head coach, Arizona has paid for Richard. It has paid for Kevin Sumlin. It is now paying for not Jed Fish, but it is paying for a coach to replace Jed Fish. Eventually, if you're a booster, you probably get a little tired of paying for a new head coach. Brent Brennan is is a life. I don't care about UCLA. I know he went there, blah, blah, blah. He is a guy that spoke at Dick Tomey's funeral that uh was a GA here, learned under Dick Tomey, learned under Rich Ellerson, has coached in the Pac-12 before. He has, There's members of his coaching staff with families in Tucson. I don't know if they're going to bring him, so I'm not going to mem- mention the members yet, but there are heavy ties to Tucson, and this is a place that he badly wants to coach at. This isn't a nomad situation. Um, he wants
1: to end here. He,
0: this is his career job. This isn't a bullshit Jedfish. I want to be here forever. No, he, this is it. Like, uh, he's either going to get fired or he's going to retire here. I'm. I absolutely believe that. Um, and so in terms of longevity in this day and age roster and all that, is there going to be a roster hit <laughs> probably, but I think the thinking is one roster hit is better than multiple roster hit. Like once mm-hmm. that roster hit, let him recover, let him go and let him in and we're looking long-term, but that's kind of outlining the process and where we're at, um, I don't know. Like, I I know people want me to talk about all the details and all that, but I just don't feel. Yeah, it's a little hard because
1: it's not like contract signed. If I talk
0: 30 minutes right now about Brent Brennan and it falls through tomorrow morning or by the time this is released, I I feel stupid. I don't expect it to fall through. Right. But
1: there's also something to be said about, you know, Nansen and the players really wanting him. And, you know, there's some things going on in the background that could come to fruition that we're not going to talk about necessarily. Well, no, we, we
0: can't. Like, so there are and I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. There is absolutely a movement by people with money. Uh, Brent, it has been brought up to Brent Brennan. I'm not guaranteeing. I'm not saying he'll say yes. I don't know what Johnny stands on this at all. He's going to be disappointed he's not the head coach. um, If he's not the head coach. But there have absolutely been discussions, and I expect more discussions about making him associate head coach and defensive coordinator. Uh, that could happen. That is absolutely Maybe. a possibility. Again, I can't put a percentage on it. To me, that's the biggest W. And and I think oh, San Jose State has a great defensive coordinator now, so I'm not trashing him. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying for roster retention and head coaching and all that, if you could somehow combine Brennan with Nansen, that's a clear That clear would be victory. a win. Yeah, so.
1: And, I mean, there is a precedent, I know, like, People really, really, uh, obviously want Anson. The players want Anson, and um, they're you know, when players dictate the coach, there's historically not been a great result. Maybe after that first year, so we're not necessarily hiring. You know, we. I mean, Dave Hickey and Robbins and you know, athletics leadership. Um, they're hiring hopefully more for a bigger picture. They're looking at things from that twenty thousand foot view um but i do hope that they're taking players wishes into consideration and i think there was a meeting today too was didn't the nil meet
0: the collective met twice yeah the nil really.
1: collective is working hard to uh, make sure that the players have options here and and you know i think that's really important because this is like more so than ever especially a new coach coming in year one you know we want any players that are here um, to have that option as a recruiting tool as well. So that's kind of where we're at. It's, our tone is a little happier than it was last night. And uh, I don't know, it's just bittersweet. It's just, (sighs) what if, what if, but moving forward. And you know, I, I, I don't think um, Brennan is a is a bad option San Jose State someone said on Twitter that you know he's been able to get them to bowls and he usually has to like fundraise just to get his kids breakfast so what could he do with better resources than what he has um, where he currently is uh, that's really kind of compelling um, We'll see
0: yeah I mean people talk about San Jose State um, he uh <laughs> like his facilities like there's a thing i just read like he has to pay for breakfast for his players at times
1: yeah that's what i was saying
0: right like i mean so it's very hard to you know and and i believe his agent uh if it's still the same guy it used to be bruce tolmer uh he's a bad dude so it's uh he's an nfl super agent basically i believe it's still him and if it is uh he's a bad man in a good way though Oh, okay. So, that's also something to to keep an eye on uh, as well, in a good way. You always look for the power agent, Shelby.
1: The power agent. Are you going to get a phone call from this guy?
0: Rep 1
1: Sports. Calling you out of the blue? I hope so. I love everyone. If I could tell you guys the phone calls that Jason has had the last 24 hours, it would would be... It's crazy. Like, just some of the, the conversations. And some of them are just... You know, like, hey, please don't say X, Y, Z about Jed. You know, because you know that's not true, right? And you get the whole spin side of things. Um, it's just funny. But uh, we can't reveal all of our secrets all the time. That's just the way it goes. But is there anything else you'd like to say, Jason?
0: Sleeps on so bomb.
1: Sleep? I really do hope you sleep tonight. Maybe for a little bit. But...
0: This dude that's... I'm just Googling. This dude that's... um, I believe he's still... Brennan's agent has signed uh, $600 million worth in contracts. He's the 22nd biggest agent in America.
1: Oh, okay. I don't
0: know why I'm looking this up. It's pretty
1: fancy. Well, people like to know little details like that. Um, Uh, We'll see. Well, by the time you listen to this, there could be tweets from Jason saying this is 100% done or... Again, Robbins could have woke up and decided he wants to hire someone else. I don't know. He
0: totally freaked people out. I, I, I fully expect... It to be... It to be Brennan. When I say, you never know, it's...
1: Hedging our bets. I
0: don't know what would happen. The only thing that would happen that could possibly make it not Brennan, in my opinion, would be if the Nansen, like, stuff got so strong that Robbins said, never mind, and changes his mind. But Robbins...
1: You would have to come up to him.
0: And Hickey, believe. And the alum. It, it, there's just too many people in Brent Brennan's corner.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So we'll have another one about the hire on Tuesday or Wednesday and a basketball preview in the big. We're going to have a super,
1: super, super podcast. Because
0: somehow, I, I think the goal is to bring him out at the basketball game. And have on him, Wednesday? And have him kiss babies and all that.
1: Oh, nice. The, the little charm campaign. Bear down campaign. All right, well, we'll find out and hopefully by the time you're listening to this, there could be more news to make things a little more official. And until then, if you see jetfish or amberfish, you know what to do guys, you need to tell them to bear down.
0: Shelby, tell everyone what you just told me.
1: I said, I feel a little bit bad. We're stealing a coach. We're stealing San Jose State's coach.
0: And I told you, you said you felt bad for the fan base. And I I informed Shelby that the San Jose State fan base is 314 people. So they're going to be okay.
1: Well, they might not be as passionate as us either. I suppose.